about how I found Hungarian wine during lockdown and had it delivered to my door. (laughs) (laughs) What is your connection to Hungary? Why is that your specialty? Well, my great-grandparents came to the U.S. from Hungary. Uh, They were originally Hungary was bigger and, and, um, they were from the area where Hungary, Slovakia, and Ukraine meet in the in the northeast corner of Hungary. And, um, you know, it, there was something about a war and, you know, wanting to just leave the country and not have to go back to fighting. So they, they were mm-hmm. secreted out by a, a baroness. My, my great-grandfather was a uh, – he was a wine taster, and he also worked in the stables as a groom – for the horses Mm. and they came to they went to Ithaca New York and um, I was always interested in it but I never thought I would actually go there because it was always communist when I was growing up and um, suddenly I decided to do some doctoral research on um, about television that you know was new to certain countries Western television being new and I said oh why don't I do it on Hungary since that's my family um, you know, origin. So I I decided that I was going to do a study on television in Hungary before and after communism when I was getting my doctorate. I didn't ultimately do that, but I did a field study in Hungary. And that was my my beginnings. When did you first go to Hungary and why? Well, um I had been thinking about doing this research study. Um I worked at Columbia. I was a student there, and um, I met. I would go home to Long Island, um, a walk to the subways, but I would stop at this diner and bar and have dinner at the bar um, and then take the subway and go home. And I met the bartender, and we would chat, and he turned out to be Hungarian. And um, so we became friendly, and he said, um, I guess at one point his wife and he split up and he said, I'm going back to Hungary to find a Hungarian wife. His wife had been Cuban. They met in Moscow at university. And so he said, I want you to come and, and stay and meet with my family. And so um, years earlier, a Polish woman was cleaning my office at another college. And I told her I was Hungarian descent. And she said, oh, have you ever been to Budapest? And I said, no. And she said, well, you have to go there for New Year's. You have to be there on New Year's Eve. It's the best place. So mm. it turned out that when I went to visit this friend that I met in New York City, his name was Yuri, um, and he invited me to come at Christmas time. I got there December 30th, and we went to New Year's Eve in Budapest. So that was my first experience. And, you know, and then we went down and stayed with his family um, in southern Hungary. Diane, when was your most recent trip? My most recent trip was um, 2019, and it turns out it was Yuri's wedding. Um, oh. And he he had gone back there in 2003, and now then 16 years later met the Hungarian woman he wanted to marry. And um, I went. It was a double a double wedding in that. They had a traditional wedding. In Hungary, you have to have a civil service. You don't have to have a church wedding. And um, a lot of people will have the civil service, and then they'll have a, a church wedding 
after that, they had the uh, very traditional with the costumes, the the folk costumes mm-hmm. at a church. And the next day at the hotel we stayed in, and it was in the countryside east of Budapest. Um, then they had their um, traditional, their modern wedding, you know, with the, a, a whole different attire, you know, the, the white dress and the um, the regular modern suit. So okay. that was that was We're my talking Hungary that with was travel writer Diane Dobry. Diane, do you usually stay with friends in Hungary? Yes. Um, well, as I said, I I know Yuri, and his his college roommate was named Janos. And when I first went there um, in 2004, I did some research in the summer. I stayed with Yuri and his family. And I did do research on his family and um, television and their television watching habits and their memories of television during communism. And that was going to be my study. So I was there in the summer of 2004, and Janos would just say, oh, I'll pick you up. I'll drive you wherever you want to go. And and we became friendly. um, And I would go and visit him and his wife and his son. And... um, after that, um, Yuri had met another woman who he was um, planning to marry. And so it just kind of like I was a third wheel. So I would stay with Janos and his family and became really close with them. So they're like Yuri and Janos are like my brothers from another mother. They're kind of, um, you know, my my Hungarian brothers that I stay with. And uh, But I have also, I've lived there on my own. I, I did work. Janos got me a job when when I was laid off and couldn't find a job in the U.S. And I, I did live in Ketchkamate, about an hour south of Budapest. And um, I lived in um, faculty, like like a faculty research housing facility for a college there. And, um, and I've stayed in some little pensions or hotels in different towns when I travel around. Are you fluent in the Hungarian language and is it hard to learn? Can visitors get by <laughs> with English? Um, nowadays, I would say in Budapest, it's very easy to get by with English because um, I've, as I've gone there more recently, I hear English being spoken more and more and, and a lot of British um, tourists in the city of Budapest um originally it was they were mostly you would speak german or hungarian i was taking classes at columbia in hungarian and it was so hard it, i said this is like learning algebra with words it was just <laughs> the 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 word order and um the way they you know it just it, it was a different mindset because hungarians are not based on um, on anything, it's not based on Romance languages, Slavic languages. It, it's they say it's connected to Finnish and um, the Uric languages, but it really is is kind of its own thing. They were nomads, Magyars and the Huns, and they they have like a little bit of Egyptian connection. They have a little bit of um, oh, what is it? I always think it's Sri Lanka. It's um, Sanskrit. 
is mm-hmm. has some very similar things, and they they speak about themselves as their last name first, and then their first name, kind of the way Asians, you know, will will use the the family name first. Mm-hmm. So it is, and it, I am. I wouldn't say fluent, but I lived there and I was actually in the hospital for a while when I was there and I had to speak Hungarian. So I got pretty, pretty good at it. It's just hard when you're in in the U.S. and there's no one to talk to in Hungarian. Mm. Um, But um, I do, I do recognize it. I can think in Hungarian and understand conversations, but it's better when I'm there. How many times have you gone to Hungary, and how long do you stay, and what's the best time of the year to go? And how about the peak and bargain seasons? Well, um, I've gone to Hungary almost every year since that 2003 trip. There were a couple of times when I didn't go. I was either unemployed and um, or COVID. I, I had planned to go, and uh, COVID happened, and um, every year I'm hoping to go back. Um, but, um, I usually, I mean, I love staying there more than a month. Um, it is hard to say to someone, you know, I'm coming to visit you and I'm staying for a month, but you know, (laughs) my, my brothers over there kind of are used to me and, and I try to travel around and, and give them a break, but they're very generous with letting me stay with them. And that's kind of, I feel like I'm family, um, with them. And, um, you know, so I, I have stayed, in fact, I stayed for three months in, in 2017, um, and did a lot of writing there and, um, and took a Viking cruise from Budapest to Amsterdam mm-hmm. to write about that. But, um, I, I would say the best time of the year to go is, is really summer and fall because you you can there's so much going on there's so many festivals there's food festivals wine festivals um there's a lot of holidays in the fall there's the um St. Stephen's Day is kind of like their you know 4th of July they St. Stephen was their first king and um so they have fireworks all over they have like week long celebrations in the country and that's August 20th so I, I definitely think um, the summer and, and fall are the best. The fall they have they have 22 wine regions. I became a, a wine importer when I lived, you know, after being there, and um, I did that for three years. So there are there's a lot of really good wine in Hungary that people just really are not aware of. Um, the winter time is probably the the bargain season, and there is a lot to do. I did write an article for Food, Wine, and Travel magazine about what to do in Budapest in the winter. And one of the key things is they have they have thermal waters in Hungary all over the country, oh. and in Budapest there's some key thermal spas, especially the big public baths, the Sechenyi thermal baths that are. You know, it's just all different temperatures, and they have saunas and um, massage, and it's just, it's Mm -hmm. one of the key things you can't not do in in Budapest in the winter and the summer, too. Okay, what kind of money do they use? Is the euro accepted there, and what about the U.S. dollar? Um, They they have Hungarian foreign, 
which is F-O-R-I-N-T. Um, it kind of varies. I usually keep a general idea of 200 foreign equals a dollar. But it's been, the dollar's gotten stronger, so there is a little bit, you get a little bit more foreign for the dollar. But there was a year when they were stronger, and I was like, wait a minute, where's all my money? And it's like, that's, <laughs> that's the rate. So, um, but I generally figure I'll get 20,000 forints for $100 when I get there. They do have, like, menus will have euro prices versus forint prices. And I they will accept the dollar, but I wouldn't use the dollar there because um, it's just easier to use their money. Um, and because the exchanges are, it, it seems to me that the exchanges for the dollar are kind of, um, nebulous, not not clear, mm-hmm. and um, you can use credit cards there. Um, just be careful when you use a credit card ma- uh, machine. I used one, and it didn't do the right exchange rate, and it charged me instead of like fourteen dollars for groceries, it charged me a thousand four hundred dollars. And oh. thank goodness I had a really good friend with me because it took us like two hours to straighten that out. And, and get someone who could figure it out so that I wasn't paying $1,000 for yogurt. No, no. What, what are your favorite things to do when you're there? Uh, there's so much to do there. Uh, um, well, I, I mentioned the spas, and even mm-hmm. in, in the big public spa, they have, um, they have like a rooftop uh, greenhouse where you can just relax, and there's plants and everything. They have a beer I'm not a beer drinker, but they have a beer spa that you can pay a little extra and just go into a, a little private room with um, that has these wooden tubs for couples. And if you go with friends, you can have one couple in one or a couple in another. And, and they have a tap with beer. And they have oh. some very Hungarian snacks um, that you can purchase as well. Um, but it's about 45 minutes in there. And... Um, and I believe they still have that. I, that was pre-COVID. I, I believe it's still there. From I tried researching that. Um, I love going to some of the museums. They have some interesting museums. Like um, they do have like national museums that show the history. They have art museums, but there are also museums like um, there's a cave museum that's. Underneath Budapest, there were caves, and they they have a hospital. One was a hospital during World War II, but everybody in there got ambushed by the Soviets at one point, mm. and um, so that was really sad. But there's museums like the Ethnography Museum, which was really great because it showed, you know, it, it showed a lot about the history of the clothing and how they lived, um, their their traditions, their religious traditions, their other kinds of beliefs. Um, and it's, it just is, was very meaningful to me because my family came from there. Um, they showed how they did weddings, how they did funerals, how, what toys kids played with, what the rooms looked like. Um, there's There's a lot of outdoor stuff in the summer. They have these bobsled rides that are you know I I see them coming up more in some like upstate New York I see them setting those up but in Hungary it it can be kind of hilly and 
they set up these bobsled things that are really like carts on a track. And mm-hmm. you can keep it going, you know, a little bit slower. You can put on the brakes or whatever, but it's kind of one of the things that people do for fun. Um, there's Balaton Lake, which is, they call it the, you know, Hungarian Sea because it's a very big lake. So there's a lot of wineries around there. There's beaches and restaurants. And um, one of the favorite foods for when you go to the pool or go to the the lake is uh, langosh. And langosh is like deep fried dough with like a garlicky um, oil um, brushed on some sour cream. They like sour cream on everything. And then they have this trapista cheese, which is a very mild white cheese. And it's kind of like the a Hungarian pizza, but it's like it tastes almost like a donut that's not sweet, you know, the, the deep fried crust. It's very popular when people are swimming they, and get hungry. That sounds cool. We're talking hungry with travel writer Diane Dobre. And Diane, do you normally stay near or in Budapest when you go? Um, yeah, for a long time I was staying when I stayed with Janos and um, Yuri. I was staying with Yuri. I was staying north of Budapest in um, a place called Dunakesi. Um, and and the Danube runs like straight from you know the northern from Slovakia down to the southern part of Hungary to Croatia, and um, so. I, when I'd be in Dunakesi, I'd be on the Danube in one part, and Budapest has the bigger Danube with the castle overlooking the, the river and the hotels, and and then I sometimes will stay down in, um, I visited Mohac, which is very close to Croatia, where Yuri's family lives, and that's on the Danube, which is much smaller, um, but then I lived in Ketchkamate, which Again, um, it's about an hour and 15 minutes south of Budapest, and it's got lots of interesting, it's very cultural. They have um, children's museums and um, all kinds of artsy things going on there. They have a theater there, a cultural center. They have a film festival that I love to go to, and it's completely mm-hmm. free. You know, this it's an international animated film festival every other year so um it's really it's exciting to go to that and the fact that when i went there the first time i said how much do i owe you and they're like it's free it's free I'm like oh my gosh it was it's great it's really fun um so i do i do spend a lot of time with my brothers in budapest and i know my way around i think as well as i knew new york city when i lived there but um i'm getting out and about a little bit more um, I haven't ever driven in Hungary, so I kind of rely on their mass transportation, their public transportation, which is really, really good, by the way. And it's it's being upgraded really well now. It, for a long time, it was older trains and and um, and metros and subways and trams, but and buses. But now they're they're really much higher end. Will visiting Americans find U.S. hotel chains, and would they be comfortable there? In the well, there are U.S. hotels. I know there's the Hilton because 
Um, Conrad Hilton was married to Zsa Zsa Gabor, who was from mm-hmm. Hungary. So he built the Hilton up at the top by the castle. Um, so there's that hotel. There are There's another Hilton down um, in the Pest side. There's a lot of hotels. There's a, kind of a certain area of hotels that are known. Like there's the Four Seasons. There's International. Um, I'm trying to think what is that called. Um, Inter something like they they change the name sometimes, but they do have some nice older hotels. The Gellert Hotel, which is connected to a a, a thermal bath, the Gellert um, Baths. They're not mm. they're not um, financially run by the same group. And a friend of mine did stay there. She says it's kind of plain. It's it's not anything fancy. But to say I stayed at the Gellert Hotel is kind of a you know a, a big deal. Um, they do have um, some hotel, like pensions in, in the countryside. I've gone to, for $50 a night, stayed in a pension that it didn't have Wi-Fi, um, but it okay. had... Well, um, Diane, we, they we need to have... hurry up. We're running out of time very quickly here. Oh, Mario, oh, and your sorry. question. We'd like to know whether Hungarians make Americans feel welcome. Um, yes, I think for the most part, Hungarians like Americans, um, but um, there are some that, I, you know, I went to Germany and I thought, oh, Germany would love us, and, and I found some of the Eastern Germans were kind of rude to us. I was with a group, but I've always found Hungarians to be very warm and friendly, um, especially lately. I don't, I have never really experienced it. Though I do know some people who say that they were treated poorly, but not most of the time. I think the people I've gone with really loved Hungary and Budapest. Uh-huh. Tell us about the two sides of the city, Buda and Pest. Um, Buda's the hilly side. It's where the castle is and, and generally kind of a wealthy, there are mansions on that side. And Pest is flat. It's, you can look down from the hills of Buda, and, but Pesh does have that big, beautiful Parliament building on the on the river, and there's a lot of there's a lot more like restaurants and things to do and activities, um, a lot more metros and, and transportation. I think personally is better on the Pesh side, though there is there are some metros and buses and trains on the Buda side. It's just for me, it's easier to get around on the Pest side. We're talking Hungary with travel writer Diane Dobry. Diane, what kind of food and drink can someone get in Budapest restaurants? Are there also places to find American food? Uh, yes. Over the years, I've um, noticed, like, when I first went there, I would say I want the oatmeal, and they didn't know what I was talking about. But <laughs> now, I mean, there's a lot of healthy, healthy eating there are gluten-free, lactose intolerant diets, and there's a lot, a lot of vegan um, restaurants. There's a lot of Asian restaurants there too, um, but and they love pizza. They love hamburgers, um, <laughs> but they they have these places called called chardas, and the charda restaurants are very traditional Hungarian food, which is a lot of meats. But like the first meal I had there was 
the on the menu was veal, venison, boar, you know, the very wild meats, duck, goose. Mm. They they eat goose. November's their month for for goose. It's Saint Martin's Day, and um, on the eleventh, and it's a lot of things made from goose and. Um, Goose liver is a big thing, and goose fat is a big thing. Okay. Our special guest tonight has been travel writer Diane Dobry talking about her visits to Hungary. Thank you, Diane, for joining Travel Itch Radio. Is there a website that you can give where people can find your work? Um, I have a website, gettinghungary.com, where I have some podcasts. I'm going to be interviewing Alison Pataki about her book, her books about Empress Elizabeth of Austria-Hungary. And then um, I have a Facebook page, Getting Hungry, that I put... Okay, okay. Um, okay. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that now. is it for this edition and this season of Travel Witch Radio. Next January, Thank same you. time, same station, same writers, same announcers, we'll be stateside in the sunshine state of Florida talking Fort Lauderdale with Janelle Modis. Don't miss her. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg along with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent-Lee, saying thank you for your time this time until next year. Good night, happy Thanksgiving, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a happy and healthy 2022. See you then.